0: is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas.
1: I mean, they played Tulsa and La Tech. They ain't played no one like Oklahoma and Oklahoma's defense, so they're going to be in for a shot.
2: Got to be in for a shock, says Peyton Bowen. Whenever SMU's coming to town, they haven't played anyone like Oklahoma's defense. I love that we're getting a little bit of attitude about us. I don't mind it. Guys go out and play well. It's okay to uh, feel good about it. Wonder what the coach thinks about the comments. Perhaps he deems them unnecessary. I find them to be a positive sign, frankly.
3: I uh, you, you two must have watched film together is what it sounds yeah. like to me. East he, he feels very confident. You picked 48-10 earlier. Like, getting a final score out of you is normally difficult. You offered one up for free all on your own. 48-10. Yeah. I, the 10 is more impressive than the 48, just like the 0 to me was more impressive than the 73. Uh, they limit this SMU offense to just 10 points. I will be... Um, I mean, that, that tells me that they get a much more consistent pass rush. And I guess that that's one of the major things that I'm looking forward uh, to this weekend. Or, or one of the things that I'll take out is, one of the few things that people didn't love last week, the lack of pass rush, there's a reason for that. We've talked about that enough. And maybe the run game wasn't as explosive as it needed to be. They won the game 48-10. That means there's a good pass rush, and they're probably hitting on some explosive plays in the run game. You do both of those things this week along with everything else you did a week ago. I think you feel very good about things heading into week three.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, uh, I'm optimistic, maybe, maybe not so much cautiously optimistic anymore. Maybe perhaps I'm getting out over my skis. Um, it's a long it,
3: way from where we were ten months ago, I'll say that, to expect – like you are expecting now that type of defensive performance against an offense that's not elite but it's it's pretty good pretty good
2: yeah i'm you know i i um i don't know i i just think that the it, it's just different the depth that we have in the front seven and even in the secondary it's just it's so much different than it was a year ago and, and like i said You know, when we were reviewing the game on Monday, the thing I was most excited about is whenever I'm watching the film, when the film comes on, I'm not seeing panic, fire drill to get lined up properly. I see guys calm, relaxed, um, knowing what to expect, you know, playing things. They're ahead of the game right now instead of always playing catch up with trying to get lined up and... And know where to be and what to do, and it it shows on film. It shows whenever you watch him play. Fewer now. It wasn't perfect, and there were some opportunities for Arkansas State to to complete some passes downfield, and they weren't able to hit on very many of them. But uh, you know, I, I think that what we see from what we see from Venables in Game Two is probably going to look a little bit different than what we saw in Game One, and they're going to throw some new. New things, new new coverages, new fronts at SMU should help them out.
3: Um, Patrick says, what makes Teddy so confident? I, I'm, I'm speaking for you a little bit here. Um, what you just said, but it sounds like you weren't very impressed with their skill talent on tape.
2: No, I mean, it's, it, it's not, it wasn't bad. It was, it was, it's good, but it's not, it's not elite. And it's not such that I feel like we. I I still like us matchup-wise with all the skill guys. Uh, I didn't didn't see anyone so fast that we can't cover. I didn't see anyone so big and physical that that we can't compete. I didn't see running backs that were um, so powerful or so elusive that I don't think that we have the edge. I think we have the edge across the board. And I also think we have the massive edge in depth and when we get into our rotation at at edge and at interior defensive line and at backer i we don't have very much fall off and it's that's not the case for them they're they're starting 22 are pretty salty pretty dang salty but after that when you start rotating guys in there's a massive fall off for them and i I think that gives us a huge edge. I think we already have an edge to begin with, and should do well. But they're gonna have to rotate guys in because of the the temperature and and you know things happen throughout a game. And I I think that's whenever we really lay on them and and extend the lead. They're gonna get their money's worth with deep balls, I'm
3: sure. One on one deep yeah. balls down the field, um, which. If, if they're not hitting on those on a consistent basis, this is why I do think the pass rush is going to be better on Saturday. One of the reasons, anyway. I think uh, there's definitely a situation where SMU's in a lot of third and longs, and that uh, could spell disaster for them. Third and right. longs with some different looks defensively. A quarterback that has, you know, he'll take some chances down the field a little bit. I don't think that's a great – it's not a great combo for those guys. If they no. if they want to stay a chance – they're going to have to hit on multiple deep balls in this game.
2: Totally agree. Just not totally there
3: agree. that that's going to happen is kind of the issue.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just to kind of, I, I think the game is going to unfold this way for us whenever we're on offense. And, and talked about this earlier, just kind of rehashing it here. Uh, they're, they're starting defensive lines pretty daggum good. I would say they're really good. Um that's going to be a really nice test. I still like the way we match up with them, but uh, it's a massive step up from what we saw with Arkansas State. But the fall off in the second group is massive. So what I think we're going to do is I think Levy is is going to make that first group run sideline to sideline like he does a lot. Start off with a, either a quick, um, you know, one of the quick sweeps where he toss it or hand it to a receiver and make the defense – you know, turn and run and pursue all the way to the sideline, get back up on the ball quickly, maybe throw a bubble, back the other direction, make him run all the way back the other direction. Hopefully you're in, you know, third and short, or you convert on a first on one of those. You get back up there. You run the ball really quickly. You throw a lot at them really fast. You burn that first group up in four or five snaps, and then you change personnel. And whenever you do that, they're going to sub out, and that first starting D line is going to take a break, and the number twos are going to come in, and you don't let them back on the field. You stay in the same personnel package, and you just grind them to a pulp with the running game, where you've got a massive advantage. On you manipulate their, uh, their the substitutions,
3: line. huh? That's, that's yeah, that's, and I that's think what you do? they do that all game. Yeah, I think they do it all game. Um, what's the best part of their team, SMU? Skill position, O line. D line, O line, O line. That you said the center's really good, best player on the Dude, team. Dude,
2: the center's a stud. He is a stud. He he reminds me of like a ten-year vet in the NFL. He has all he is, He does all the tricks. He's got all the the pieces to his game. He'll snatch guys and pull them straight down whenever they get top-heavy. Just po- grab you and pull you straight down to the ground in front of him. Uh, he's got a nice little jump cutoff where if they're running a zone, outside zone or something, he snaps it, and he, like, jumps around the defensive lineman and walls him off. Uh, really impressive. He's he, he's really good on the combinations. Uh, they, they do not mess up on their offensive line. They block the right guys all the time. They ID the blitzes properly. Uh, they're a really, really solid group. That center... For SMU, could start for almost anyone in the country. Yeah,
3: the the confidence that uh, we are displaying heading into this game makes the sixteen and a half point line uh, that much interesting. It, it really feels yeah. like it's an it's an easy cover well, for OU and garbage touchdowns or late touchdowns late can ruin uh, any spread, I guess, or any side. But it just, I don't, I don't know, sixteen and a half. It feel I feel pretty good about OU covering it.
2: I, I. I understand the hesitance to throw some big number out there. Um, you know, we looked pretty good in the non-conference last year, too. It's true. And this feels totally different than that, though, and I think people can see that. Maybe Vegas got- hasn't
3: caught up with OU just yet. Here's where you can make you some money on them.
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Or maybe you can listen to me, get out of your skis, and lose some money.
3: Well, that's what everyone's I, probably going to do on Colorado this week too. So he won't be alone.
2: <laughs> right, right. I, I feel, I feel really, I feel like they're in a really good place though. It, I know I keep saying this, but it's just a totally different feel than a year ago, and it's mainly because of the experience and probably even more so the depth.
3: Uh, Captain Willard, I haven't seen any SMU, but I'm a little concerned about our DBs covering those deep shots. They would have, they would have had some big pass plays last week if their receivers don't drop. I actually feel Say good that? about uh, – just basically saying I uh, – Captain Willard is saying I haven't seen any SMU, but I'm a little concerned about our DBs covering the deep balls. I actually feel okay about that.
2: Yeah, I I think the deep ball – well, I mean, it's it's one game. It's – Arkansas State, but I think our deep ball coverage against Arkansas State was excellent, maybe better than excellent. Um, Now, that's not to say that there weren't opportunities for that quarterback to find some open receivers, and we talked about that. We blitzed every snap pretty much in week one. So those DBs were covering a ton of grass out there, ton of grass. They had – you know, no one helped that a lot of times didn't have help underneath or over the top. A lot of one on one stuff whenever you're you're adding guys to the rush. I don't think we'll do as much of that. It could be wrong, but I think we'll play more coverage against SMU. They're gonna be more capable. They're gonna be able to protect a little bit better. And we don't want to hang our guys out to dry against better wide receivers and quarterbacks. So I think we'll be a little more selective with when we blitz and that should help cover some of that grass up where there was open areas in week one. Um, but, yeah, we do need to be tighter, and I I, I agree with that. Sarks Vodka says, is that the OU-Texas
3: mismatch, what you just laid out with third and longs, Quinn missing deep balls like he does consistently? I like where your head's at, Sarks Vodka. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't hit on deep balls or a lot of third and longs against OU this year. Looking ahead yeah. a few weeks. I like it. I uh, I just – almost convinced myself earlier in the show today that Quinn Ewers is going to start that game and he's not going to finish that game.
2: Yeah. I, I don't love the idea of that. I don't, I don't know how that's, I don't, I just can't, I can't find a scenario in which they beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, but there is a heavy, heavy amount of bias in this for me. And I understand that. I'm everything in my soul is finding every opportunity to be pro Alabama because I just do not want to live in a world in which Texas has just beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I can't handle that.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I guess the, the rebuttal for most people would be well, I mean, look at last year. You guys said that last year and it ended up being a close game. That's true. Bama played in a lot of close games last year against some teams that weren't very good. Um, Texas A&M was throwing into the end zone late with the chance to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Um, LSU beat them by a score. Who else? Tennessee beat them by a score. I mentioned A&M and Texas. It felt like every game that Alabama played in last year was you know came down to the final two minutes. I just I just feel like they're overall they're a lot better than what they were a year ago. Yeah, I totally agree. Let me see who else they played in a one score game last year. Texas, yes. A&M, yes. Tennessee, yes. LSU, yes. Ole Miss, yes. God, they played a ton. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. I haven't watched any Bama from, from week one yet. I just saw the highlights. I have watched some Texas week one against Rice and it did not come away very impressed. But, you know, teams are definitely allowed to get better from week one to week two and I expect Texas to be better a little more on edge may have been a little bit of a look ahead factor there with them with rice at home but man I, just, I mean it, it could, I think it,
3: it's sure a look ahead factor is a thing but is the look ahead factor the reason why I saw some of the throws that they had from their quarterback and that's my entire point about this game is he's gonna have to play the best game of his career and look ahead game or not, I just I don't think he I don't think he has it. I don't think who did you mention earlier? Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. are three yeah. of the few quarterbacks that have beat Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. He's nowhere, yep. he's nowhere close to those guys talent wise. He's nowhere close to those guys confidence wise. He's just he's just not that dude. And look ahead game or not, you still shouldn't miss some of the throws he mentioned against Rice. So I just yeah. I, I can't I can't get there with Texas this week.
2: He better have a really good start to the game, as if he if he doesn't get rolling and get his confidence level up early, that whole place is going to cave in. And I think the Alabama fan base is that they're I think they're going to be uh, I think they're going to be ready to roll in this one. It, it, if you can be disrespected being number three in the country, it's Alabama, and I think that's how that whole Team fan base feels right now. That's
3: the thing is Texas won the game last year, but it feels like Alabama has the uh the the motivation edge, I guess, coming into this one. Yeah. Right? It's very
2: yep. odd. Yep. There's there's no doubt. um Alabama went on the road. They beat Texas. A lot of people, myself included, thought they were going to do it handily. Texas fought, hung in there. Should have won the game. Maybe got jobbed there at one point down in the end zone. And um, Texas was able. Did they storm the field after they lost in a one score game to Bama that day? I can't remember. Yeah, but.
3: they uh, they actually tried to storm the field in the fourth before the game was over because it, it, you could tell it was going to be a close game. They had to hold them off the field before the end of it. They did. They did Man. storm. Yeah. I, I I
2: don't see biggest
3: moral victory I think I've ever seen in college football it's amazing. Yeah,
2: I I don't see Texas being able to I, their offensive line did not look very good against Rice. They had some moments but they did not look very good against Rice. It's going to be even more difficult against Alabama and I I, I just don't see them holding up in just the if you go back and watch the the Rice game with Texas the eyes and the panic from Quinn Ewers whenever there's no no need to vacate the pocket or even he's like under a little bit of pressure where you just kind of sidestep it and you keep your eyes downfield it's total panic eyes on the rush the entire time he's not seeing downfield so I don't know I'm I'm picking picking Bama in that one all right quick time out more from the rush coming up Hit us on the text line, 651-3439. We'll be back.
0: A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen.
3: Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity System comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113.
4: Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems.
1: Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800.
4: Oklahoma football is the best. And Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' favorite OU shop. For more than 45 years, locally owned Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Choose from great polos from Jordan, Nike, Columbia, Antigua, and women's tees and fashion tops that'll get you game ready. You will also find something for the younger Sooner fans with sizes from newborn through youth. There's a large collection of OU hats, including the new Hui hats. With their selection of socks, Balfour literally has you covered from head to toe. But they are more than just a T-shirt shop with everything you need for tailgating or watch parties, serving pieces, ball. Hardware, and even framed art of Sooner greats and other decorative pieces. If it says OU, Balfour has got it. You can count on Balfour of Norman for the best selection, quality, and service. Or shop online at crimsonproud.com, where you will find everything sooner.
5: Get geared up at Balfour of Norman, 792 Asp Avenue on Historic Campus Corner.
4: Wake up with Toby Roland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours.
0: And T.J. Perry. What a bomb. What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. You know the horse is thinking, what is going
5: on today? This cowboy forgot his pants. <laughs> you think that's what the horse was saying? <laughs> that's what the horse was saying.
4: This cowboy forgot his pants. <laughs>
6: hey, where's your pants,
4: cowboy? It's not a cowboy, TJ. It's a Sooner,
0: okay? So get that oh, But the horse didn't know that, you know?
4: Horse the horse knew he didn't have pants. He knows what
0: football team he <laughs> plays for. T-Row and TJ, weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
3: It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're all looking forward to OUSMU, the big uh, week two games coming up this Saturday in college football. But a big story locally today is that Team Norman laid out a billion dollar plan for a new entertainment district today. You and I and several other members of the ref team sat in on a meeting with Team Norman yesterday. They unveiled that plan today. And from what I understand from that breakfast, and it's far from being over, but maybe there's some confidence. The The city of Norman and OU have some confidence that this one might happen this time around. And I I'm hope good. it does.
2: I hope it does. Um, you know, the picks that they laid out there are just beautiful. It looks awesome. Um, I think it would be incredible for – obviously the basketball program and they've been wanting and needing something like this i think the city of norman uh, could use something like this to to catch up so to speak with with a lot of what's going on in in some of the different areas around oklahoma city not i haven't had a whole lot of movement here in norman now we've done some good things there's no doubt um like i love what they've done with the the downtown area and Stuff like that. But this is going to be great. This is going to bring... This would
3: be a state-of-the-art entertainment district is what it would be. It'd be State-of-the-art entertainment district.
2: And it's in a perfect spot. You you have one of the major arteries in the entire country, I-35, that runs right next to it. And that's what you do with something like this. You get people to pull off the highway when they're passing through. Stop in and have lunch. Stop in and shop. Um, people come up from Dallas or from Tulsa or uh, from Kansas City to see a, a, a concert that you can have in an arena like that. You know, the, you got to remember that the the anchor tenant, the anchor uh, person there is OU. But there's a ton of dates that are going to be open for concerts, trade shows, like whatever it is that they do there. And that's going to bring a bunch of outside money into Norman. And not all that outside money is going to go directly in that area. People come in and they're going to go to a concert. They may want to go hit a a pub or one of the bars downtown Norman. And you'll get access to people that otherwise would not have been in Norman. It's a huge win for everyone involved. I hope it happens. The the more I've like heard like w- what this is all about, that's that's I'm, that's where I'm at, man.
3: It's it's a huge win for OU, and I think it's a huge win for the city of Norman, and and I'm sure not everyone sees it that way for for their own reasons, and that's fine, whatever. Um, but just kind of a, a few things on on this uh, one billion dollar proposed Norman OU entertainment district. It would be located at Rock Creek Road and 24th Avenue Northwest and will be 80% privately funded. Right. And that's that's a big deal, man. That's that's what 80% of the 1 billion to be uh paid through private investments. It would be ready yep. by 2026, no taxpayer money, 8000 seat arena and it's not just an arena is what they really want to put this is an entire entertainment district. That is unique. Yep.
2: That's right. It's awesome. Uh 80% funded by um, by private investment, developer money coming in to 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 build and and uh, you know put all those different things together. Yeah, it's it's a huge win. I you know people are going to find ways to maybe shoot holes in it. I don't see it.
3: There's a maybe about I, that. That's that's already happening.
2: Most of the things that I see are are simply I want it to stay on campus. And, I mean, there's not much context to that. Why do you want it to stay on campus? People aren't going to the games whenever it's on campus. And I don't know, technically, is the LNC even on campus? It's close to campus. But that's not going to affect anything. I've seen that, and I've seen the traffic's going to be bad. That's clearly, yet again, another statement from someone who's never been to a basketball game at the LNC. The traffic in and out. At the LNC after a basketball game with not very high attendance is terrible. Yeah. I mean that's just what you're going to get whenever you have a bunch of people congregated in one area. I mean that's never going to change no matter where you put it. So I, you have to come up with something better than well, I just want it to be on campus and traffic.
3: I mean, and look, man, I I, I agree with. I, the traffic's not going to be any worse. You're a lot closer to the highway for someone that lives in OKC like I do. Um, I. Maybe I'm more willing to come to games. I don't know. I come to basketball games anyway. Of course you are.
2: You're more willing to come whenever you've got an entertainment district with bars and restaurants and things to hang out and do. Instead of pulling up at, you know, I don't know, a 3 o'clock tip in the afternoon and walking in as the tip-off happens, you're more likely to get there at 11, have lunch, uh, watch some other games across the country, and then go.
3: The point is, is that I don't think the traffic's going to be any worse. I, I really, I don't believe that. But even if it was, even if it was slightly worse, I, I think that this development would be so awesome for both parties that I would be willing to sacrifice that to get this in Norman in the University of North Park area. But again, I don't, I don't think the traffic is going to be worse than, than what it is.
2: What's the What's the first being on Highway Nine is terrible. You hope to see come through.
3: Oh, I think we have to get uh, – who's the guy that we were mentioning earlier um, that's playing for the Tulsa game this year? Uh, Sean, Sean Kingston. Kingston. Yeah, we'll get a nice preview concert at the OU Tulsa game this year. Sean 8, Kingston, to
2: open it up. It's going to hold 8,000 people, right? And it's going, to be a, it's going to be a design. The LNC's old, and it, was, it served a beautiful purpose. Um, the design is going to be totally different. You're going to be on top of the action. It's going to be great. I I, I just like the student section,
3: apparently, is going to be designed in in such that they can stand the whole game. And apparently, the arena is going to be designed where there's like no one sitting behind them, so they can stand, be crazy, be loud the entire game. They're not going to be blocking anyone's view. Like, we got a lot of texts right now Greg and Lawton saying, Did you say 8,000 seat arena? I must not have heard you correctly. Um, 8,000 that seems kind of small. I think it's going to be a very intimate venue where every seat, like you said, is like feels like it's right off the court. I, I think it's perfect, man. Perfect. I, I think it's perfect. attendance. it's perfect.
2: W- capacity. You, what is the LNC like right around eleven, just under eleven, something like that? Yeah, I think
3: this is going to be what? Did, what we hear yesterday? Twenty percent small, twenty or twenty five
2: percent smaller. Yeah, I think it's going to be around eight thousand. Which that's a fantastic number. You know, we haven't. I don't know when the last time we had 8,000 people for a game was. I mean, it probably happens at a handful, but um, I think that that number is fine. Um, I I think that number is fine. The, The interesting thing for me is if the timeline works and we can get this thing voted through and passed, He'll be ready to play in 2026 SEC. Yeah.
3: Well, and then Ray Young said the day, uh, father of Trey Young, saying, um, well, OU's basketball facilities are not ready for the SEC, and he is all on board to, to making this happen. Yeah,
2: that's right. I mean, it's true. See all kinds of, of schools and not just SEC and, and the Big 12 have all had updated arenas recently. There's been a bunch of them, and it's, it's time. It, it, we, we need it, it this is to time. happen.
3: It, it is time.
2: 405 Riverwind
3: Theater only seats approximately 2,000, and they have great shows with different country and rock bands and comedians. That's kind of what we were told yesterday as well is, you know, when you get a concert at uh, the Paycom Center, like that's a, that's a big-time act. You know, that's a big-time performer that's going there to, you know, play in a stadium like that, in an arena like that. Um, Riverwind's a little bit smaller. This is kind of like that happy medium in between the Paycom Center and Riverwind. So you're going to get really good acts there in Norman. Especially, man, if they build a billion-dollar entertainment district and it becomes wildly popular like I think it would be if they do build it, you're going to have some really good concerts and shows and all sorts of things out there. Yeah.
2: Again, I don't – hit the text line. Tell me – and I'm sure people have good points – of why they don't like it or it's a bad deal, I just... All right, l- yeah, I'll just read a handful. I'm not going to pick and choose. I'll just read them as they come
3: here. Doug and Norman, you can have our season tickets for both men's and women's basketball. I won't be going anywhere on the north side of Norman. Uh, 9 one new arena is great.
2: I'm hang on-, on a second. Let me address that. The north side of Norman, Norman is like, it goes, Lindsey, Maine. Robinson, Rock Creek. That's four miles from, like, the southernmost uh, street that, that cuts across the, the, the town of Norman to where this four miles, not going to go four miles. I mean, here's the thing is by keeping it right next to Doug on the south side of Norman off of Highway 9, you get to cut off everyone from Oklahoma City that doesn't want to deal with going down Highway 9 and going to the game, right? And everyone from Tulsa and everyone from the, anyone around, anywhere around the Oklahoma City area. Whenever you're right by I-35 and you got good, quick, easy access to uh, a nice, comfortable, brand new arena, I'm just I'm shocked that you could be call yourself an OU fan and maybe a lifelong OU fan. I'm sure to say that I'm not going if they move it to the north side of norman even if it is the best thing that could happen for our basketball programs I refuse to go because I may have to go 2 or 3 miles out of the way 918 I can't believe that
3: Anytime investors are dropping 800 million that doesn't cost a single penny it's a no brainer take the money
2: Yeah Of course, and I've had this conversation with people before who are supposedly in positions of the know, where they're supposed to know what's going on and have no idea how the money in this situation works. It's awesome. Privately, uh, what, 80%? That's a huge amount of money, and again, no-brainer.
3: 405, that arena looks fantastic. It's a win for everybody involved. Anyone that complains about this is a complete moron. Uh, 405 University North Park promised all kinds of great shopping, designer stores. Now it's a glorified shrimp mall. The development pattern sucks. It's not walkable. It's just a uh, bad shopping experience. LNC is goaded. We well, heard this about this place.
2: Is- it's going to be walkable. Um, that's why it's the entertainment district, and it all feeds yeah. right into but, the arena.
3: But you can – I mean, whatever you want to think about University North Park and a glorified strip mall, like, that's fine. What were we told yesterday? It's like one of the number most – It's the number one area in the state or in, in the metro? Number one
2: retail center in yeah, the – Yeah, I didn't realize the that. State.
3: That was interesting information.
2: Yeah, it's the number one retail in the state. And you got to remember also, whenever that was done – was in the retail boom. All right, it wasn't in the internet shopping boom. Internet shopping has decimated retail everywhere. It's changed the game. And I I don't I don't know if if you're upset about like what tenants are around Target, that's why you don't want to build a new arena for Oklahoma basketball and all of the other things that are going to happen around it. Again, I, I, can't, I can't help you because there's not a, a Nordstrom's, I think, is originally what was supposed to be in there to get some high-end shopping. But, you know, I, the game changed, okay, as that development was going in. So I don't know what to tell you.
3: Don, let's go. We'll only help in recruiting. oki Drink Slinger will take Doug's tickets. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on with uh with Doug right now. I, I would say just sifting through these, 90% said, hell yeah, let's go. 10% saying, nah, what are we doing here? Come on, I love the LNC. We're about at 90 to 10 right now on the text line.
2: I love the LNC too. But you know what I love more? I love a basketball arena that recruits want to come play in. That's what this would be, man. Yep, I'm. Hey, I get the much nostalgia. more than what they have I right now. It.
3: I mean, it's it, it's just not. It's like Ray Young said that the the facilities compared to that of SEC – and it's not like there's some nice venues in the SEC. But that's a that's a football and baseball league. You know, like the Big Twelve yeah. is the basketball league, and it's it still would rank very low in terms of arenas
2: in that conference. Yep. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from the Carlstone. Stay with us.
0: This is the Ref Sports Radio Network.
4: Ever wonder why someone would wake up at the crack of dawn just for a chance at the unknown? Maybe a better question is,
6: what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC truck series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. You wonder why someone would
4: leave the roads they know for places they don't? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life
3: Anchors Up. Dreaming of an escape? What about a relaxing escape to your very own backyard? Signature custom pulls can turn your dreams into reality. Signature Custom Pools creates distinctive designs to fit your perfect getaway. Call Signature Custom Pulls for your free design consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPulls.com and turn your backyard into your dream escape.
1: Hi y'all, this is Monica Paris with the Lions Bank. As part of our mission, we give you the resources
2: you need to fulfill your vision and blaze your trail. Valiance Bank recognizes and salutes our Valiance Bank Trailblazers, a group of exceptional female industry leaders who started businesses and became leaders in their industry. Whether you're undertaking a new business venture, purchasing a home, or simply want more convenience, Valiance Bank is here for you. Visit valiance.bank or give me a call at 405-286-5750.
5: Are you looking for a luxury apartment for rent in Norman? The Falls at Brookhaven offers stunning two- and three-bedroom spacious floor plans with large walk-in closets, washer and dryer hookup, and a fabulous kitchen in a well-maintained calm environment. From plush carpet to sleek stainless steel appliances to a pool, 24-hour fitness, and two dog parks, The Falls at Brookhaven has it all. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online to thefallsatbrookhaven.com for a free tour and see what living in luxury is like.
6: We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not.
5: Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Ann, remind me about that
6: party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path, because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
3: Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman. Hey, just one quick thing on the whole uh, entertainment district that is being proposed. Um, one of the many positives that both you and I see, Camo sooner mentioned atmosphere, and it just kind of sparked the thought of, you know, the LNC, there's been some great memories there. It's not a great home court uh, advantage, a great yeah. home atmosphere. And I think that's the biggest home court, home field advantage that you see in all collegiate sports is probably college hoops. And if you were to build a new arena that was 8,000 seats and the fans are right on top of you, and I think a new venue would inject some life into that program as well, Mm -hmm. I think that you would be in a much, much different spot in terms of home court advantage for your home games. I I think it would would help out the program recruiting-wise, I think immediately you're talking about a better home court advantage, which could help you win some games as well. Yeah,
2: I agree. I agree. And, you know, there's probably someone – you can stop typing right now because I know someone's about to send the text message that um, the student section's not going to be any good if the arena's off campus. This isn't 1920, okay? Okay. People aren't walking across campus to go to games, especially in February. They are getting in their cars and driving down there. That's what they're doing. And because of all the stuff that you have around the proposed arena, they're going to get in their cars and they're going to drive over to uh, the new arena, just like they would drive down to the LNC. Yep. I guarantee it. And most students don't even live on campus. So – don't even send that text message.
3: Um, okay, back to football. It's crazy. It's funny how one game can change the entire perception of a team. Yeah. Um, Colorado, man, they, they beat 17th-ranked TCU. I don't know if anyone noticed that or not. But now there's a thought of, wait a minute. Is Colorado going to be a top-10 team when it travels to Eugene to play Oregon at the end of September on September 23rd? They got Colorado this week or excuse me Nebraska this weekend. They're now up to a 3-point favorite. Then they play Colorado State at home in week 3. Now both of those two wins would be unranked, but you know how everyone's going to want to uh maybe overrank CU a little bit if they continue to win. Sure. What about that? The chances Colorado's a top 10 team to play Oregon on the road in week 4. I'm not going to count against it.
2: Uh, where did they end up this week? Let's see. 22. 22. 22, if they beat Nebraska, depending on what happens, obviously you're going to have to have, for them to be ranked that high, there's going to have to be a slaughter of teams in front of them getting beat. And I don't see a lot of that happening. I mean, you'd have to have like Utah and Oregon losing to Baylor and Texas Tech, Texas losing to Alabama, which they wouldn't drop that far. Can't like You know, there's gonna there would have to be way too many teams lose, I think, for that to yeah, happen. logically, I just wonder if there's a ooh. Let's top just c-
3: continue to overrank Colorado here as they continue to win more and more games because the
0: well, I think they're not going away.
2: I think they're overranked right now. Oh, they probably are. I, I would I would put them in the top twenty five though. I mean i I just don't think that they're the number the twenty second best team. And these things are all like, I mean, once you get outside of the top ten or fifteen, it gets really difficult to to decide who's what, Um, but I think it's good for college football right now that Colorado's in the top 25, and I'll just tell you, I think they're going to have their hands full with Nebraska.
3: Everyone's just counting that as an easy win. Nebraska stinks, and I I agree. Nebraska's not great offensively, but Colorado still, to me, is not great in the trenches, man. And I just, I got to think Nebraska is going to try and find a way to try and expose that. I feel like Nebraska yeah. is better in the trenches. If they're better at anything than Colorado, that, that's where it is. I just, I, I also wonder if Colorado, man, they spent the entire week with their chest got kind of, you know, puffed out a little bit. How do I'll they handle you. all this media attention, all this praise? How do they handle all this?
2: Well, that's part of it is why I would never take Nebraska in this game is the positive energy in that stadium from Colorado is going to be overwhelming. It's, it's going to be so crazy there that it's pretty much going to be impossible to fail for them, I think.
3: Well, if it's any sort of a close game, you know they're not going to fail.
2: Nebraska will be the yeah. ones
3: that fail and give the game away.
2: Yep. Just hang on, boys. They'll throw it to us. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Colorado wins, but Nebraska is going to make it very difficult on them. Um, the, the Colorado just cannot – well, maybe I should stop putting limitations on them. I don't think that they have a chance to compete with Oregon, USC, um, Utah, but we'll see. I could – you know, I was wrong about – I thought TCU was going to absolutely destroy them. And I'm not exactly sure – who I was wrong about was I wrong about TCU or was I wrong about Colorado probably a little bit of both
3: uh yeah I would say a little bit of both but there's at least a path now for Colorado to make a bowl game in year one which would be a massive success already mm-hmm. got one win favored against Nebraska will be favored against Colorado State will probably be favored against Arizona State probably favored against Stanford at home uh, favored against Arizona at home I mean that's a pretty easy six right there in terms of games will be favored in. Then they yep. got some other toss-up games as well. Yep. So yeah, Their outlook gonna... has changed dramatically after that week one win over TCU. Yep. No,
2: yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up the day from the Carlstone next.
0: The State. home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre and post game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where die hard sooner fans listen.
6: GMC continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the GMC truck series, like offering the world's first available six function multi pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers.
1: Win the most three times a week during Apache Casino Hotel slot tournament days 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Rewards members receive one free session in our slot tournament. Want another round in the tournament? Earn 200 slot points daily each tournament day to play an extra tournament session. Apache Casino Hotel, where you win the most.
6: Coach Stoops here for Van Hoos Fence. If you want to work with the best local fence company and get championship service, contact my friend Mark and the Van Hoos Fence team. Van Hoos Fence gives each customer the most professional craftsmanship and competitive pricing in Oklahoma. From wood to chain link to vinyl, To metal fences, the Van Hoos Fence team does it all. Contact the Fencing All-Americans at Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167, or vhfence.com.
4: St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Over the years, it has meant the Gas House Gang, Stan the Man, Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, The Wizard, Big Mac, Yachty, Wayno, and Pujols. All those names, and they provided so many memories. St. Louis Cardinals baseball, most importantly, has meant championship baseball. The tradition continues in 2023. We'll be describing every play right here on the Cardinals radio network powered by Graybar. Cardinals baseball on the ref, 1400 a.m. and 99.3 FM. They say if you don't like the weather in Oklahoma, wait five minutes and check it again. No, nope,
5: not there yet.
4: Ah, that's more like it. Being comfortable is important, and if it's minus 5 degrees or 100 degrees, Norman Air has you covered. Our impeccable quality and unbeatable service is what sets us apart from our competitors. It's just part of our mission to keep Oklahoma comfortable. Visit NormanAir.com for all your heating, air, plumbing, and electrical needs. Norman Air, service to the max.
3: Hey, Sooner fans, Drake Stoops here to tell you about my friends at the Affordable Door Company. Their fast, reliable, and professional staff have been serving the OKC Metro for over 28 years. Affordable Door Company is your one-stop shop for residential and commercial garage door service and replacement. Call them and tell them you want the ultimate maintenance for your garage door. You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company, proud garage door sponsor of the Sooners.
1: Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call
5: 943-9800. Sideline by injury, Valor Physical Therapy can help. At Valor PT, our therapists use their knowledge and skills to help get you back in the game faster. Book your appointment now at ValorPT.com or call 405-265-6449. No referral needed. Mention the ref and get a free T-shirt at your first appointment. That's ValorPT.com. Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge, criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters.
1: Hello? Uh, I'm a Marine.
2: No matter how you served... My, my buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really
1: alone. No matter what you're going through...
4: I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck.
1: We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the veteran's crisis line.
3: All right, final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Wednesday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, four-star edge. Zena Amozaloo is going to announce in, well, scheduled to announce in about five minutes at the top of the hour. Uh, OU and Texas seem to be the two leaders there, but based on the predictions in the last 24 hours, it looks like Texas is going to get Zena Amozaloo. His older brother plays at Texas. He's 6'4". 220 pounds, but Hmm. like we mentioned earlier, OU is going to be just fine at the edge position because it looks like they're going to get Danny Okoye this cycle, who is uh, number one player in the state according to Rivals.
2: Good player. Really, really good player. High ceiling. Um, They're putting together a really good defensive front recruiting class. A couple of uh, perhaps – Two really nice edge guys, an interior five-star to go with what you went, uh, what you had last year. And who knows, there's some guys committed out there that, you know, if crazy things happen, you may, may still have a chance at.
3: Well, you start playing uh, or you continue to play good defense, great defense like you did in game one, build some momentum, then, yeah, maybe you can do something crazy before we get to mid-December in the first signing yeah. day. Yep. I mean I, I think that I think that's real like recruiting momentum I think is a real thing. And I definitely think that you can generate some positive recruiting momentum on the defensive side if you start to play at a high level defensively this year. Because it's the one thing that I think um a lot of people have been negatively selling OU on or negatively recruiting them on is their inability to play good defense for what, over ten years now.
2: Yeah. What what do you think is there a weakness of this class right now? Is there a position that you know what? we don't have good representation we, on?
3: We ran that down yesterday during locked in. It's like where's where's the hole in this class? And man, I, I don't like especially if you get Grant Bricks on the offensive line. It's not on the offensive line. You got a great running back class, two quarterbacks, a great wide receiver class, um, the defensive line class we already talked about. You only have one linebacker, but that's not a huge shock after how many you took last year. Um, I think you're pretty good in the secondary. I, I don't. I don't really see one. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Especially if they top 100 player at tight end. I mean, that'll do. So not, maybe, not really.
2: Maybe offensive line. Um, but
3: if you get Grant Bricks, I don't. I don't think you can say that. Yeah. That's a like they may end up taking six offensive linemen if things go right, right here in this class.
2: If if they get. If they close out some of those guys, then yeah, I think um, I don't think you can say that. That's fascinating. I'm I'm uh, anxious to see how it all ends up. All right, that's it for us. You guys killed it today on the text line. As always, you drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Let's go ahead.